This is Apostle James Podcast, transfiguring the world by the Word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. Remain watchful and pay attention as we dive into what the Lord has for us today. All right, well, welcome again to our podcast. I am your regular host, the Lost Brother. Apostle James Opabi, transfiguring the world by the word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. In today's episode, we are continuing from where we stopped the previous episode. And then we are taking our text from the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. And it says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. This podcast is going to be more of a teaching. So get ready to hear the word of God. You see, the word of God is sweet. The word of God is excited. You know, I, I watch comedians and uh, sometimes comedians, uh, when they talk in the news, they will talk about, I mean, you make things exciting. You know, people want to hear about excitement. But I want to tell you that the most exciting thing is the word of God. I think the problem is the way that we present the word of God. Even when it looks as if that we are bringing such a topic like this appear from all appearance of evil god does not mean bad amen god doesn't mean bad god is good it's exciting the word of god is sweet the word of god is very exciting for example he said the wages of sin is dead but the free gift of god is eternal life you know somebody that loved death we hate it <laughs> but someone that loved life we like we love it that's what the bible talks about it says that uh, you know that christ is a stumbling block you know to the Christ is a stumbling block to, you know, to the Jews and his foolishness to the Greeks. But to us, is the power of God. You know, a songwriter said that, uh, you know, in him in those days and him, like today, the him, him, him. He says, how sweet the name of Jesus sound in believers' ear. It's so sweet in the believers' ear. But you know, the Bible talks about that if our gospel is very, it's very unto them that perish, in whom the God of this world have blinded their eyes. So we'll be talking about things that will open our understanding as we go through this today god will help us to move a little bit into them by the grace of god amen so we're talking about abstain from all appearance of evil there are three things here one abstain two appearance and three evil what do they mean abstain from all appearance of evil number one abstain you see i don't know the pronunciation well because it is greek but I have always said to all my listeners and the members of the church and the people that listen, I'm talking to the whole world. I just saw that a podcast has entered Auckland, New Zealand. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I love that. And the same time that somebody from New Zealand listened to the podcast, somebody from Abiyokuta, Nigeria, was also listening to the podcast, somebody from U.S., you know, I just love the way of God. So what we are doing apostolically is reaching the world. Amen. So wherever you are listening to this, we are talking abstain from all appearance of evil uh, from First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. And the word abstain, I've always said, you see, the strong exhaustive concordance is one of the best materials that you can have strong exhaustive concordance of the bible if you have you have all the translation literary or the translation if you are able to trace the word 
and get down to the root. For example, when we'll be dressing evil here, you will see how evil, the meaning of evil, and then you will see where the root really begins. And when you begin to take it from the root, you can see the various applications of it. Because this thing is very exciting. You know, Christianity, I've always told her that Christianity has shifted. The preaching has shifted. And we are in danger. We are really in danger. Apostolically, it says here, the Bible says here, abstain from all appearance of evil. What does this mean? Abstain, we are told that it is the Greek word, A-P-E-C-O-M-A-I, which is pronounced Apekomai, however that is pronounced, right? And is the strong number 567 for those of you who are Bible students. So, and but the simple thing it means to hold oneself, you hold oneself off or refrain. So, when you hear abstain from all appearance of evil, it means to hold oneself or to refrain. Amen. So, abstain. By implication means, in other words, you live among, but you hold yourself from that. Do you get it? One mistake we should not make. You know, many times we question, why is it that, uh, you know, it's like, why God can't eliminate evil? No, God cannot. When God created the heaven and the earth, when God was remaking the world, remember darkness was everywhere. Darkness was everywhere. The present world that you and I live, there had been darkness before God made light. There had been darkness before God created man. There had been darkness before God created what you eat, including the fishes, including all those things. So darkness existed before God started recreating. And when God created light, God did not remove the darkness. What God simply did was to quarantine darkness. He gave darkness a part of eh, a part of the creation to continue to have dominion and then on earth he says and the evening and the day make one day darkness is called night so which means that on earth you have darkness and you have light you can only ask god why he has left it but we're going to find out remember that the heaven is light only and beneath the earth is darkness only but on earth is light and darkness and you know that heaven represents God, beneath the earth represents the nether world, the kingdom of darkness. So on earth you have both the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness still ruling. This is very interesting. You can only question God, why did God do it? And as we go through here, you will find out this. That's why I said abstain. So we have duties to do. As we proceed, you are going to understand this. Praise God. So... He says, abstain or refrain yourself or hold yourself from all appearance of evil. In the New Testament, that word abstain, we'll find it in Acts chapter 15 verse 20, in Acts chapter 15 verse 29, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 22, our subject text, and then you have the, you know, the... 1 Timothy 4, 3, where it talks about forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from it, which is uh, asceticism, which God had created. That is being ascetic life. You know, that's not the kind we are talking about. And then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, where it talks about, you know, 
abstain from fleshly laws, which is what we are talking about. So, in Acts chapter 15, verse 20, it says, abstain from pollutions of idols. Abstain from pollutions of idols. That's an example. But First Timothy chapter 5, First, first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, say, all appearance of evil, all appearance of evil, all appearance of evil. So the key thing we are going to look at, what the key thing here, what does that appearance mean, and what is evil? Because we need to understand what evil is, and then what does appearance mean? First Peter says, abstain from fleshly laws which war against the soul. You see, the gospel emphasis has shifted, so we need to return this what the gospel is all about amen when you're talking about abstain and then which had the implication of restraining yourself if you go back to old testament we find in exodus chapter 23 from verse 23 to verse 33 that god said to them listen he said for my angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites, the Hivites and the Jebodites, and I will call them off. But look at this. He says, verse 24, Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Then he goes on and then he says, verse 29, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate. Verse 30. Little by little, by little and little, I will drive them out from before thee, until thou be increased and inherit the land. Verse 32. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. Then, verse 33, the last part of it, it says, verse 33 says, And they shall not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto thee. God knew that these things will be a snare. But why didn't God remove them? Because I want to tell you this. There is evil everywhere you are. There is evil. But the fact that evil is there and God allowed evil to remain. He says, if you serve evil, serve the spirit or the God behind evil, it will be a snare to you. You will sin against God. You will not make covenant with them. Who are the them and their gods? You will not make covenant with the people that love evil. Evil is a spirit, not their gods. Their gods are the spirit behind every evil. You will not make covenant neither with the people nor with their gods. This is the standard he gave to the Jews. And that is, in fact, the Christian standard is even higher. Because say flee from appearance, appearance, appearance. We are going to talk about appearance. The one I'm bringing across is this: the evil is in the land. You live among them in the office, round about us. You see them. It's just like this month in the world. They are talking about the pride month, pride month, gay pride month. Hey, you you getting that? He says, don't make covenant with them, and don't serve the spirit behind them. But God says, I will not drive them out. <laughs> you know, this looks funny. But it's a serious matter. Now, if you go to Judges chapter 2, from verse 1 to 5, you know, 
and an angel of the Lord came from Gilgal to Bokim. You will see why the name was called Bokim because Bokim means weeping. So to to Bokim and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt. I have brought you unto the land which I swear unto your fathers, and I said I will never break my covenant with you. And ye make and ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of the land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns on your side, in your sides, and their God shall be a snare unto you. But when these people heard it, these people felt, you're going to understand why we need the Spirit of God. For by strength shall no man prevail, because evil ran about everywhere. The Israelites felt, that is how the church is failing, that is how people are failing. That's how people are making covenant. In the last postcard, I said that the Catholic Church in the United States, I read that held a reconciliation service to apologize to the LGBTQ. I said that welcome. That's insane. It's biblically insane. It is what God has. If a, if a preacher will preach it, there is nothing like hate speech about this. It's not about freedom of speech. This is about faith. It's your life. But we're talking about God. We're talking about God. It's very clear. And if you call a church, church cannot do that. But God said, I will not remove them from the land. You see, if you go by God says, I will not remove these people. Why didn't God say he will, drive them? he will not drive them out? Because they are still useful. Even the unbeliever is useful. He says here, if I drive them out, then you will not be protected. Even some of them still bring protection, but you will not do what they do. That's why I say flee from appearance of evil. You will understand why we need to understand what evil is and how we will overcome this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you say, but abstain. Then another closely related word in the New Testament is flee. The Bible used the word also flee. Like it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, flee fornication. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14, it says flee from idolatry. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, is flee, flee distance. What are the things that they say you should flee from? We find it from verse 1. Number 1, whatever that will blaspheme the name of God and his doctrine, such as even servant, you know, servant not respecting their masters, eh? or master despising the servants and not reciprocating to their services, he said, abstain from them. Eh? He said, flee from them because they blaspheme the name of the Lord. Or teaching contrary number two, teaching contrary apostolic doctrines, or even going contrary to the words of Jesus and the doctrines that are according to godliness, he said, flee from these things. Eh? That's in verse 3, First Timothy chapter 6, verse 3. Eh? And then Bible gives us the reasons why people teach wrong doctrines. He said, pride, ignorance, obsession with disputes and arguments. Somebody is just obsessed, you know, to dispute, you know, to argue. Like I saw somebody arguing. You know, they were arguing with, uh, you know, there was this preacher that was arguing. There was this man that was arguing with, uh, you know, another Muslim. They were arguing that God didn't speak to Muhammad. And this one said that Muhammad spoke to God. You know, that kind of a thing. It was heated argument. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. I thank God for the grace of God in the life of that person. They were arguing. The Bible says certain gender strife. There are certain things the Bible says that people that you know get into unnecessary arguments, unnecessary arguments in our life as you know one-on-one -on -one evangelism. That way we have used certain words, you know that kind of a thing. It was what you know, you know what led to the death of uh, of Stephen. 
We say that we not argue. No, we need to dispute the word of God. They dispute the word of God, yes. But there are people that are given to arguments. Bible says there are some arguments that gender envy, gender strife, that cause people to revile you, that so cause evil suspicions. You know that kind of a thing. So why do people teach wrong doctrines, pride, ignorance, obsession to disputes, and uh, you know, you know, and they get into perverse disputings? That only people of corrupt minds, you know, when I was thinking about perverse disputes, you know, perverse disputes, I mean, discussing things that only people that have corrupt minds will discuss. Remember, it says, flee from appearance of evil. You can see these things everywhere. You know, when the Bible said that the whole world light in wickedness, you understand this? You can understand. Remember, darkness was everywhere when God said, let there be light. And except we continue to call this light to shine, darkness is closing in on the light. The church is being swallowed by darkness. We are going to understand this again. It being swallowed, the church is being swallowed by darkness. And it doesn't seem as if that anything is going on. Now listen. Amen. He says, men of corrupt mind, this is of the truth. People that suppose that gain to be godliness. People say flee from such, withdraw from such. That is First Timothy chapter 6. Verse 4 and 5. What are you to flee from? Foolish and hurtful loss. Verse 9. From this, this originates from the love of money and the result from covetousness. So is it flee from love of money? And love of money, you know, comes from foolish and hurtful loss and which is covetousness. The Bible is not saying about money is not good because without it, you can't read the word. That's not what it's saying. But it is the putting of gain as godliness or putting gain first instead of godliness first verse 5 he said that they define godliness as they define gain as godliness instead of being content with godliness and godliness generates gain godliness generates gain but don't put gain don't interpret godliness don't interpret gain as godliness don't interpret money making as godliness the godliness will generate money. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. All the money on planet earth belong to the Lord. The consequence of this is that people err or are seduced from the faith and bear themselves. So you can understand this. He said, flee idolatry, flee these things. Flee the love of money. Flee pride. Flee ignorance of the world. Flee obsession from disputes, unnecessary disputes. Flee things that corrupt the mind. Flee those things. Don't join yourself with people that corrupt that have corrupt minds. You understand this? Flee from people that twist the word of Jesus and the doctrines according to godliness. You see, I say that the substance of the gospel is shifting, has almost shifted. You know, in our podcast, one of our greatest riches. One, uh, when I did a podcast on. Uh, uh, gold is not for sinners. <laughs> when I did gold, is not meant for sinners. Believe you me, that's the highest reach we have ever reached. When I say gold is not meant for sinners, which is true, it reached the highest number of people. But do you know people don't want to hear the sound gospel? You know what I love for what the Holy Ghost does is that if you're an apostle of Christ or you have apostolic ministry, or you love the Lord and His Word, you will do what He asks you to do and make sure that you are teaching. One day, people will return again to this truth. We need this truth to be saved. 
Bible says flee from all appearance of uh, evil. Amen. So we talk about uh, fleeing, which is uh, abstain, or we talk about abstaining, which the brother is fleeing, right? And then it says appearance. What does appearance mean? What does appearance mean? Appearance literally means fashion, shape, sight. That is what strong exotive concordance 1491 Greek tells us. It means a view. Literally, it means a form, a form, a form. And literally appearance. It means fashion. It means shape. It means sight. And do you know one, one, one irony? One thing, one, one thing about this. You see, as I was studying to find out the places where that word shape occurred. You, the place where the word appearance used as shape in the New Testament, you have it in Luke chapter 322 and Holy God descended in a bodily shape and John 537 and the father himself which had sent me had borne witness of me ye have neither heard his voice anytime nor seen his shape now look at this implication if you look at that in the entire New Testament the way that appearance and the shape in appearance appear as shape is used or shape is used the same word used as shape meant appearance they say flee from and here it says shape eh? like a dove and shape you've not seen the shape of god let me tell you flee from anything that has the that that depicts god eh? abstain from anything that is used to depict god any shape any shape that is called god any shape that is worshipped <laughs> eh? Any shape, whatever that has shape and that is worshipped, flee from it. Abstain from it. Whatever thing that has shape, whatever thing that has shape, eh? because the only place the word shape appears in the entire New Testament, the same word, the Greek word, idos, E-I-D-O-S, eh? the same place, the only place appears, the word is used, the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove and then jesus said you have not seen the appearance shape of god so whatever that we depict the holy spirit by shape flee from it whatever that we depict eh, god by shape flee from it you can understand why you say flee idolatry you understand this now pick it and get into you know the you know take it to religions are you getting that Okay, good. So we have shape. Now, another word is there, fashion. Fashion. That is another word that it means. Appearance, fashion. Huh? It says, and we have this word fashion in Luke chapter 9 verse 29. It says, as he prayed, Jesus, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment white glistering. Now listen. <laughs> you know, this was God that, that transformed Jesus. We have to be careful about our what fashion and also when the fashion of his countenance altered what is the fashion of countenance altering what does it mean to alter the fashion of countenance and he says appearance means fashion i want you to know where evil can invade itself evil is also embedded in all kinds of what far fashions but you know, God gave us that fashion in itself is not wrong because 
He gave Jesus a fashion. He gave Jesus a countenance. He gave Jesus a fashion. Amen. So we have fashion. Then the last one is sight. This is the most glaring. And 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So there are three things here. There are three things here. We have fashion, shape, and sight. And when you talk about fashion, shape, and sight, what, what strikes you? That looks like man's experience after being hypnotized by serpent. It looks like man's experience. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and she did eat. Now let's go into some analysis. The entity became evil. But was that, was that tree evil? The woman saw that the tree was good for food. The woman saw it was pleasant to the eyes and could make somebody wise. In other words, the original evil was what God said to man not eat, not to eat. It wasn't bad, but it was the disobedience that made it evil, not the substance. See, man and man. The man who is a gay and the other man who is a gay, the woman who is a lesbian and the woman who is a lesbian, they are not bad. What is bad is the act. The evil is the act. You see, God said man should not eat man and woman should not eat woman. God made man good, made the woman good, made... Are you getting what I'm saying? It is the eating man, eating man that is evil. It is... The woman eating woman that is evil, but it is good in the sight of the man and the woman. Let's understand this. I'm just using that for example. Because, you see, it is good in the sight of somebody to have something as a shape and place it and worship it as God. But it is evil in the sight of God. You have golden calves. Gold. Gold is money. God created it for good. But when you now use the gold and worship God as God, it becomes evil. So the evil is the act. That's why I, I, I get them talking about. He said, avoid them. So the original evil was what God said man not to eat. It wasn't that the substance was bad. It was something good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and that could make man wise. But God said, don't eat it. Think about the nakedness of a woman. Think about it. Beautiful women. Because they don't expose your nakedness. It's not good. The woman is beautiful. But the moment you do it, it becomes evil. You, you understand that? Think about the fashion. The, the fashion that seduces. It looks so fantastic. But he said, don't do it. And that's why he said, abstain from it. Flee from it. Run from it. So they're everywhere. So when you know that, witness goes contrary. Then you flee from it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? He said, appearance of evil. Do you know that we are in a dicey situation? Because the substance of the gospel is being moved. Christianity then was all about re re removing the life of people, bringing people to live for God in decency. Glory to God. Huh? And you know one thing? Think about what I'm saying. You see, this is why we need to understand what the will of God is. Romans chapter 12 tells us that. 
because the fashion you like or the shape material things you want to acquire or you want to worship and everything you love to see to know might be against god's way so we need to know what the will of god is and you know what man have man has man man has created numerous of sort things which are good for food pleasant to the eyes and have made people wise in various fashions in various shapes in various size but are offensive unto god before i come to evil how then do we avoid these things before i come to evil how then do we know these things avoid them we know these things by knowing god's word and having his spirit in us you know it's everywhere in the word of god that is why we teach the word of god that's why you have to give yourself to the word of god read the bible read the bible psalm 119 verse 9 says where we shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to thy word O lord by taking heed according to thy word woman you are beautiful may god does not make you to be eaten anyhow oh man you are beautiful I just read the other day it says that the first uh, gay marriage I, you know this is the, they say that this is the pride mood and somebody was analyzing and say pride you know forget about the gay but the pride and that when you talk about pride you are going to see pride leads to destruction why use that word pride pride that god hates pride even naturally you know what pride is which means pride leads to destruction why take pride why put it upon you you know that pride pride is wrong pride and you talk about pride you talk about pride why even use the language that outside the community if you take the word pride even among the pride if you are proud among the pride the pride then you become a problem. Why use it? Let, let's sit down and think. Come on, let's sit down and think. You know, there's time for salvation. We need salvation. I appear from appearance of evil. So how can a young man cleanse his way? <coughs> By taking heed to thy word. Then number two, by allowing the spirit of God to live and dwell in our life. And the Lord said, Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, you know everything about the Holy Spirit is there in the New Testament and in the Bible. But I'm just going to read one verse. Genesis 6, because this was where the problem was defined. If you want to understand the problem of man, it was number one. Genesis chapter 2, God said, don't eat of this. One word. And then Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, and God said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he is flesh also, yet his de- yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. What a merciful God! Yet my spirit will not strive with man. Yet I will allow him. And do you know that he says what is happening? If from the onset of your life you don't have the spirit of God, you will live your life, and you can live your life without the word of God. You can live your life without the spirit of God, and you live yet hundred and twenty years from the beginning of your life to the end of your life. You don't know the word of God. Do you know if you don't know the word of God and you don't have the spirit of God, you are under darkness. If you don't know the word of God and you don't have the spirit of God, you are under darkness. The only way you can avoid it is by knowing the word of God. Just read the Bible. Get the law of Israel and read. Then get the Bible and read. There is proof that the God of Israel is the universal God. There is every proof about it. The Jehovah of Israel is the universal God. And when Jesus came, 
Jesus preached the God that Moses introduced to the people of Israel. And Jesus authenticated the scriptures from Genesis down to Malachi. He authenticated them. The scripture from Genesis down to Malachi. In other words, Jesus preached the same God of the Jews. So we know that the universal God is the universal God, the God of the Jews. That is why the Bible talks about, as I was talking about earlier here, he said that people that do not preach the word of Jesus, we know about Jesus. So how do we overcome this? One, by taking you to God's word and having the spirit of God live inside of your life. You can say, Spirit of God, come into my life. Let me tell you, the Spirit of God struggles. You may not even be born again. Then the Spirit of God is not the wish of God that any person should perish. He is there because the church is not yet removed. And because God had poured again his spirit. As I am talking, Jesus said, the word I speak, they are life and spirit. When we pray prayer and say, God, save this word, what do you think that God does? The Spirit of God is released into the world. Let me tell you, as I am talking this right now, the Spirit of God is released into the world. He is moving all over the world right now and touching the life of people, seeking for one that way. You will hear a word. You could be going on the road now and you just hear a word. You turn around and you don't know because somebody somewhere is praying for the salvation of this world and the Spirit of God is calling somebody. That's why you can sleep and have a vision and you go to church and then you see yourself saved. That's why somebody can sleep and get up and then and somebody will appear to him and suddenly he will begin to call on the true God and suddenly he will come to understand Jesus and he will be led this way like, like Peter, you know, like the centurion was led to Peter and then he will be led to church before you know it to hear the gospel. That's why that somebody can come in contact with this like podcast. You are praying and somebody comes in contact with this and hear it and then you'll be saved. God is at work. The spirit of God is what saves you. So how can we be saved? By having the word of God and the spirit of God right inside of our life. So if you have the word of God in your life, and you will know the truth. You will know the truth. 1 Corinthians 2.10 tells us that God has revealed unto all by his spirit. For the spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God inside of our life. It is very important that we know how this Holy Spirit works. He searches all things inside, even the things of God right inside of our life. Wherefore, we not only know the depths of God by the Holy Ghost, we also discern the depths of Satan whenever and wherever they are in oppression. Without the Holy Ghost, you will not see all these appearances. You will not know them. Without the Word of God, you will not know. You think that they are normal. Then we are able to discern all the appearances of evil. Even when people are preaching like they were preaching unto Paul. In Acts chapter 16 from verse 16 to 18. And Paul, after many days, discerned that it was the spirit of Python. The appearance of evil are everywhere. Evil is everywhere. Everywhere. There is signature of evil in every single thing on planet Earth. Every single thing. It takes the understanding of the word of God. And it takes the knowing of the word of God and the spirit of God for you to have it. To know it. Appearance of evil abound everywhere. So much on social media. Everywhere today. In music, art, culture, politics, governance. Everywhere. And many have acquired dirty mind from Satan. Eh? You know that he says there, don't get into perverse disputings. Those with corrupt mind. Those with corrupt mind. In First Timothy chapter 6. Don't discuss those that have corrupt mind. You know, when we are all in this before, we were all like that. 
I thank God for salvation. We don't preach because that we are perfect in our ways. We preach because we have believed the word of God and have been touched. We God delivered us from darkness. That Bible says we are chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. God out of darkness into the marvelous light of our Lord. Glory to God. Amen. We were all vulgar before with that iota of consciences. I was once vulgar. I was once indecent. I had I was once like that, and I know many people were like that. But I want to tell you that vulgarity and indecency have no place in Christianity. I'm not just talking about Christianity, I'm talking about your faith in the Lord. Your faith in God it has no place in God. Vulgarity and indecency. That is spirit of the evil one. I don't want to just say the spirit of Nicolaitans. God hates it. Amen. Vulgarity and indecency. They are examples of uh, that examples of evil. And what they know is evil. Say appear from all the appearance of evil. When you talk about evil, it's a Greek word they call poneros. You can see it's from there you have pornography. But it's not just pornography. But now you are going to see this. You are going to see what it means. Let me give you the full meaning as strong exorcist concordance gives us this. That's the Greek strong exorcist concordance 4190. Poneros. Poneros. P-O-N-E-R-O-S. Strong exorcist concordance Greek 4190. And it says a derivative from 4192. Huh? And that 4192 is ponos. So you understand? We, we may talk about that. But let's talk about that 4190 evil. We can leave the other ones. It says from 4192, which is hurtful, that is evil. When you talk about penerosity, something hurtful is that is evil properly in effect or influence. Influence, which refers to essential character. See, poneros indicates the Degeneracy, degeneration, degenerate. When somebody says that somebody is degenerating, you understand what it means? Huh? Degenerating from original virtue, degenerating from original virtue, indecency, degeneration. Huh? It means calamitous, ill, diseased, especially being morally culpable, derelict, vicious, fascinorous, mischief, malice, guilt. Huh? Poneros is used for the devil. It means sinners. Appear from all appearance of evil, devil, malice, guilt, dereliction, disease, huh? Degener degeneracy, huh? evil, lewdness, wickedness, maliciousness. That's what this is talking about. And if you look at the 4190 code from 4192, and the 4192 means pain. So evil brings pain, toy, anguish. And it is from the base. 3393. And 3393 is P E N E S. Penas. It means poor, indigent. So you can see what evil does. What evil does if you take it and continue to push it until it gets to the the normal route it takes you to poverty, beggarly life. That is what evil brings. Evil brings about beggarliness, beggarly life. Huh? In the eyes of God, 
eh? starves you of the riches of God. Flee from all appearance of evil, appearance of maliciousness, wickedness, everything negative, and used for sinners and used for the devil. Which means we need to return and understand who are sinners. The sinner is somebody, is simply somebody that is contravening the law of God. That's just simply it. That's what the Bible tells us in the definition. You know, James chapter 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 tells us. And tells us that whosoever committed sin transgressed the law. For sin is a transgression of the law. So it has root right from the first law that God gave in Eden. One, don't eat of this. Not because that the three, the fruit itself was bad. They go say, don't do it. So the act, the transgression of the law is what sin is. Amen. That's what sin is, transgression of the law. So it is evil to transgress the law of God. Now think about it from Genesis to Revelation. So we can only use the word of God to define what evil is, to understand it. So when you neglect the word of God and put it aside, you can never know what evil is. You may be living pleasurable to your sight, living what makes you wise, living and enjoying good life. But it's evil in the sight of God. We can only understand what it is by taking heed to the word of God. Don't forget again where we began. Today we're talking about flee from appearance of evil. The church has fallen apart. I pray that God brings you back. You meditate again. We need to restore this, the truth, to our life, to save our life. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is real. He is the only living reality. They call Jesus a historical person. There is upstairs and he says he will come again. Don't forget that the reason that Jesus came is that we may have life and have life more abundantly. There are three kinds of life there. Have eternal life, have abundant life, you have long life. Jesus said, I will raise you up on the last day. That is the primary reason he came to return us unto God. To return us to be with him. You know, he told the, the rich young man, he told him, go sell everything you have. Give to the poor. You have treasure in heaven. But come and follow me. You see, you can sell everything you have and give to the poor. I have treasure in heaven. But you need to follow Jesus to enter heaven. So, if you remove about following Jesus, you can keep the law. You can be philanthropic. And you'll be having blessing from God. But for you to make the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Will you want to receive Jesus right now? Receive Jesus into your heart right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive your word. Come into my life. Be my Lord and personal Savior. Forgive all my sins. I didn't know. I did this in ignorance. Now, forgive me. Every trace of evil, help me to know and to avoid them. Not by power, not by my but by your spirit. Open my eye by your spirit. From now on, I have chosen to be your child and to live by your word. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Write my name in the book of life and cancel it from the book of death. If you believe it, you are saved. Say, Lord Jesus, grant me your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I receive you to live in me and to teach me about Jesus by the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out online via Apostle James Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for your support. Be blessed and have an awesome day. We will see you next time on Apostle James Podcast.